1: All oh, right, welcome into a special Saturday morning edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank as we get set for one of the busiest days on the college athletics calendar for Oklahoma Sooner Athletics. Heck, it's uh it's gonna get started at 8 a.m. as the Oklahoma rowing team is in action. The men's golf team Will be in action all day long in the Southern Highlands Classic. OU baseball starts at eleven AM. Women's gymnastics at eleven fifteen. Softball at twelve thirty. Soccer is playing today at one as they play in their spring session. Tennis, both men's and women's will be in action this weekend. And of course, our focus today will be a lot on men's and women's basketball. We'll hear from both Sherry Cole and Lon Krueger as the OU men get set for West Virginia this afternoon at 3 o'clock and the OU women get set to battle Texas at 7 p.m. But as always, thank you so much for downloading the Sooner Sports Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the Coach's Corner, the Coach's Show, I guess I should say. Live from Rudy's, Jessica Coody has been sitting in for Toby Rowland the last few weeks. The show's been fantastic to hear Coach Kruger and Coach Cole. Hope you've enjoyed Big 12 this week. Uh, we've been a little bit sporadic on these shows, and I apologize. But in case you haven't been able to tell, we've, uh, we've been without Toby for about a week now. T. Rowe had his back surgery last Friday. From everything that we've heard and that we've been told and that he's made public, uh, things went great. And we expect to start seeing him matriculate himself back starting next week. So our game plan and tailgate editions of the Sooner Sports Podcast will become more regular. And I might also add, we'll get a chance to get T-Row back on the baseball and basketball broadcast. And that's going to be fun. So... Uh, again, Toby, we expect him to return next week. He's been very smart. He's not trying to do too much. I think his wife, Jen, put on Instagram that T-Row's even having to use one of those like, like grabbers, one of those reachers, in order to make sure that he doesn't put any stress on his lower back. But Toby Rowland expected to return next week, and we'll be all over it here on the Center Sports Podcast. Well, baseball, what a start for baseball yesterday. It's OU beat Arkansas 6-3 to open the Shriners Classic. White Olds ended up getting the win. And another big-time game from Brady Lindsley, who hit a bomb. He went one for four with a couple of RBIs. Justin Mitchell hitting the ball well, as is Tyler Hardman. Both of them with a couple of hits. And Taylor Treadway, two for four with a run scored. But... You can't celebrate. I mean, it's a win over a team that went to Omaha. It's a win over a team that maybe should have won a national championship two years ago. But now you got to turn around and play a really good Missouri team this morning at 11 a.m. And then tomorrow, a big one for the OU baseball team as they battle LSU. All of those games are available on the Sooner Radio Network. If you go to Soonersports.com on the schedule page, there is a listen link to where you can follow along. Taylor Maples has done a great job on the call, and you can find it locally in the Norman OKC area on AM 1400 and Sports Talk 99.3 FM. I've been all over softball, and obviously it wasn't the kind of trip that you would want to the Mary Nutter Classic. That's an incredibly competitive event. I don't think the Sooners have rolled to the Mary Nutter Classic undefeated since 2012, but they started the Courtyard Marriott Tournament with a couple of wins. They beat up on Northwestern 8-3. to and they got a pretty good fight from Abilene Christian winning 4 to 2 but con- consider this Oklahoma now with Taylen Snow dinged up a bit we we could see her back t- today m- maybe on Sunday but the Sooners were basically down to one one position bench player. Now, Nicole Mendez did have two at-bats yesterday. She went 0-2, but she did not look ready in, in kind of her running to play in the field. She looked like she could DP, and maybe we'll see her in the starting lineup today when the Sooners square off against North Texas. But uh, Oklahoma, the injury bug bit again with Taylor Snow getting injured. Uh, she joins a list that includes Riley Boone, the Sooner starting center fielder, Nicole Mendez, who's been out since the start of the season, and G. Juarez, who is uh, battling a bit of an arm ailment. So uh, regardless, Oklahoma just keeps winning. So they take care of business. They improve on the season to 13-3, and three, and we've got you covered today at 12.30 with OU in North Texas. The Sooners will then play again later today at 5.30 against Likely either North Texas again or Abilene Christian. And then the championship of the Courtyard Marriott Classic will be tomorrow. That's Sunday as we tape this uh, early on a Saturday morning. That's Sunday at noon. All right, let's talk some women's basketball. It did not go the way Sherry Cole wanted to or uh, OU women's basketball fans this week as the Sooners lost a tough one on Wednesday night to the Kansas Jayhawks by the final score of eighty. 3-80. 3-80. to 80. So the losing streak for the OU women's team has reached five straight, but the good news, Anna Yunusa healthy, played pretty well against Kansas. She'll be rolling tonight against Texas. Coach Cole afterwards, as you might imagine, uh, not happy but still realizes the resiliency of this team.
3: Coach, uh, you look at the stat sheet here and several things pop out. The rebounds were a major difference in this game tonight. They out-rebounded you by 16, got 14 offensive rebounds. You forced 26 turnovers couldn't do enough with that and then couldn't get enough stops there down the stretch.
4: Yeah rebounding was the big difference and we missed some key free throws down the stretch and we had an opportunity to put some pressure on them um, and then we fouled too much in the fourth quarter
3: and uh, Mandy Simpson got into foul trouble too. Got a fourth foul pretty early in the third and that as we've talked about throughout the year really changes what you can do out there. She's getting to miss a lot of time there in the second half.
4: Yeah I think she picked up her her fourth with seven minutes left in the third And um, that affects us. Uh, She's uh, such a vocal leader on the floor, so that affects us for sure. Um, And I I just thought there were – we had some good possessions where we moved without the ball and ran back cuts and made extra passes. Um, But we just did not take enough advantage of uh, certain situations. And and when you're down that much in a rebounding, uh, you know, when when your numbers are down so bad rebounding, it's hard uh, giving up so many offensive rebounds.
3: And then a tough night uh, shooting four for 15 from three-point range, and Tater just couldn't get a lot of clean looks and only goes two for 10 for the game.
4: Yeah, didn't, didn't do quite as good a job of getting to the rim off of uh, the curls when they're playing on the high side. You've got to be able to go shoot a layup or get a, a two-point jumper, and we just didn't do as good of a job of that.
3: Ana Yanusa looked uh, pretty good for you, considering what she's uh, gone through here the last couple of weeks here with 22 points for you and played uh, about, I guess, what you would expect, 21 minutes.
4: Yeah, we've just got to, you know, figure out again how to play together now with her back in the lineup and to be able to run our stuff. And um, uh, I I thought she was super aggressive as I expected her to be and, and did a good job scoring the ball for sure.
3: And a really good game from Tatum Weitenheimer tonight. Eight points, five assists, seven steals and no turnovers. And she was just a pest defensively. She had seven steals. And I said she probably had four or five other deflections of the ball.
4: Yeah, that was, uh, I think, Tatum's best game this year, her most complete game. Defensively, she did a good job of putting pressure on their ball handler, and offensively, she ran her stuff, and that's what we need a point guard to do.
1: That's Coach Sherry Cole postgame on the Sooner Radio Network with Brian Brinkley. Brian will be on the call tonight as the OU women square off against Texas. And this week on Big 12 Today on SiriusXM Channel 375, Gabe Eichert and I had a chance to catch up with OU head basketball coach Lon Kruger and as we get set for a big one today against West Virginia we talked to coach Kruger about the win on Tuesday night against Texas Tech and his team now going forward battling for an NCAA tournament bid Take, take me through how I don't know challenging but then also in that same vein fun it is to have played a couple of games in the peak this season
2: yeah it was great uh that's a great arena of course and uh Uh, You know, it was the first time ever we've moved uh, a conference game there. We played uh, uh, Mississippi State uh, previously this year. We played Wichita State there a year ago. uh, uh, People there, you know, very professional. Their uh, hospitality is off the charts, and they just make you feel good about being there. So it was great to be there, good crowd, and certainly uh, our guys played well.
1: You know, your guys played well, and they played through some adversity. I I went back, coach, and I tried to watch and never really caught it where Christian Doolittle got hurt in the oklahoma state game but man he battled through i know he wasn't happy with the face mask uh but how's he coming along you know I had a little procedure today but uh he's battling isn't
2: he yeah he's doing well uh you know he got hit early in the second half in Stillwater, and uh you know wasn't uh wasn't the same it the same after that but uh went through uh you know putting the mask on and i thought he really battled against texas tech uh again uh, when you got that you can't breathe as well as you'd like to uh he had surgery today uh to straighten it out and clean up the breathing and and, uh, recovering today. But uh, he'll be full speed tomorrow and and ready to go. So, yeah, he battled through it pretty well.
1: Yeah, that's the fascinating thing, too, about it. I mean, you think about that surgical procedure. Some people might worry and say, oh, no, uh, might miss a little time. But he doesn't want to miss any time. And then Lon had to a technology where it is today. I mean, it's kind of incredible to think that he went through a procedure to help his breathing, and he could be ready to go this weekend, right? He's not going to miss any time.
2: That's very true. He missed practice today, but that, uh, that'll be all he misses. He'll be back tomorrow and uh, ready to go and able to play on Saturday. So, yeah, technology is amazing and, and certainly uh, changed uh, significantly over the last two years in terms of getting athletes back uh, into action and ready to go.
5: And, Coach, uh, I liked what I saw from Brady Manick uh, against Texas Tech. He, he continues to struggle. Recently, shooting the three, but uh, went down on the block, uh, got some baskets that way. You know, his face-up game has really improved this year, uh, in my mind. But what what do you say to a guy like that who normally shoots the three so well and is going through a rough patch?
2: Yeah, he's got he's got to find other ways to to score, and other ways to contribute. And uh, you know, people are not going to give him you know, you know easy wide open threes. Uh, you know, he's such a good shooter. And uh, you know he had a couple of three the other day that were pretty good looks, but uh, didn't get him to go down. And uh, but did like you say went in the post, uh, finished some plays in there, got a couple of offensive boards. Defensively, I thought he was really good in terms of uh, team defensive thoughts. Uh, and of course uh, this weekend with uh, the big guys that uh, West Virginia has, uh, you know he and Do and Kerr I thought Kerr was great in that ball game. Those guys, along with Vic, those guys will be challenged inside uh, on Saturday for sure
1: let's uh let's talk a little bit about just what you've seen from brady manic and you know gabe talks about consistency and battling adversity and he's banging against some bigger bodies every now and then they're trying to get physical with him but he keeps fighting through what have you seen in the continued maturation of this junior and his leadership and taking on uh, all kinds of different responsibilities for you coach
2: yeah, he's battling great uh, like you say he's uh oftentimes uh you know, uh, overmatched in terms of height and, and weight, but uh, he, he's very he's very smart defensively. He got he takes good angles. He he plays the uh, defense early in the post. He uh, does a good job blocking out. He's a great communicator defensively on ball screens. Does a great job of attacking out front uh, against the dribbles. So yeah, he's uh, he's matured as a player, not just a shooter. Now he does a lot of other things in, in a really good way. So a uh, good teammate and all that. So uh, very happy and, and proud for what Brady's doing.
1: You mentioned good teammate, and obviously everyone always has a vibe, a good feel for their team. Lon, what's kind of your vibe and your feel for this team right now? Is it a is it a team where sometimes you get a little bit too aggressive on the court and they seem to play well together? What's the personality of this team? What's their identity away from the court and in practice?
2: This team has been a really good, uh, good group in practice. They, they've worked hard consistently. Uh, uh, it's probably been a team that uh, we've been very up and down in terms of shooting the ball, and and probably more than you'd like uh, when we don't shoot the ball. Well, it, it seems to affect us in other areas, uh, a bit of the group. And, uh, you know, at times we've played extremely well at times we haven't, haven't shot the ball well, nor played as well as we'd like to probably, you know, uh, as, as inconsistent, uh, you know, individually and as a group as uh, any team we've had for a while, but, uh, but they've uh, put together some really good stretches and they've got themselves in position. You know, we've got to finish like 30 or 40 other teams and. In the country, uh, you know, you know, getting a tournament or not is going to depend on these last, last three ball games and then conference tournaments. So, a lot of work ahead, but uh, they've got themselves in position, and now we have to work to finish.
5: Coach, you've clearly been in college basketball a long, long time. Uh, when you're preparing for this West Virginia game, uh, what do you see? from this team right now Uh, they've gone a little bit at times away from having Sheboy and Culver out there on the court together do you have to prepare now for a couple of different styles from this West Virginia game on Saturday
2: the the people may change but you know they're going to rebound the ball well you know they're going to guard you really hard Uh, they're going to still pound the ball inside Uh, that's their mo on the season and, and over the years and and they're great at it. They, they do a terrific job. They're very physical and and very uh, very aggressive in terms of throwing the ball to the paint. So we've got to do a good job of uh, trying to play defense early in the post and uh, maintain good position and then get our uh, guards down in the paint and help us on the boards.
1: Lon, well, I thought Kerr Queth was a big-time rim protector on Tuesday against Texas Tech. You could see it affected them. Uh, Jemai Ramsey comes, comes away scoreless. You could see several times whenever he wouldn't take the ball to the rim. What is the key to Kerr being able to consistently provide that for you?
2: I think Kerr's getting to the point now where he's going to do that consistently. Uh, you know, Through the year, he's had some very good stretches, uh, then maybe a stretch or two where he gets a little bit leave, uh, but uh, his confidence has gone up. His production's been great. Uh, his attitude's always been good about uh, playing hard and and uh, protecting the rim. Uh, now he was great the other night and made a huge difference in that ball game, and and being able to play him the minutes we did also, you know, allowed Brady and, and Dew to maybe stay a little bit fresher than what uh, they've been in the past. So it's great to see Kurt do that, and I think he's going to do that down the stretch here.
1: Well, I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that because Brady Mannix played a lot of minutes. Dew's played a lot of minutes. Can you take us through how key that was to be able to find some time to rest them a bit? And and they want to be in there. It's not as if they don't want to be in the game. But how how important, how crucial is that to be able to rest those guys for this big stretch?
2: yeah very important very important at uh, this point in the season everyone in the league uh a little beat up and it's a big grind and and a little bit uh, worn, but they also know that uh, you know three games left it's a sprint now it's it's not uh ten games to go, and we've gotta gotta pace ourselves or try to you know protect our minutes uh but being able to protect uh, you know uh, brady and, and Kerr and uh do with uh, with Kerr's minutes is great i mean it's uh keeps a little bit of pressure uh, within the ball game but also through the uh, couple weeks that lie hit, this might this might be way
1: off course, but I don't I don't feel like Lon that this team you truly have. Oh, this is my set seven man rotation. You know, some nights there might be an eighth guy, or, or maybe there might not be seven. It might be six. I, is this team versatile in kind of the different ways you can approach opponents? In other words, you know, Jalen Hill seeing a lot of minutes last night, whenever or Tuesday night, excuse me, when he only played four on Saturday. What's that versatility like in the different lineups you can use?
2: It's been a club like that, you know. Uh, different guys playing well at different times, and uh, you know, uh, going into a ball game, you're not quite sure exactly who's going to be productive on that given night. Uh, you know, the coach, uh, you know, maybe you would prefer having uh, that eight or nine man rotation where you know exactly what you're going to get each night. But uh, this group, again, is a young group going in, and I think maybe partially because of that, not quite as consistent as uh, what you might like to expect. But uh, the record's been good, and. And uh, like I say, every day in practice, they're working to get better. So I think they will uh, keep getting better.
1: You know, I, I know it's kind of tough whenever you're in a battle and you've got a big one coming up this weekend against West Virginia. But the Big 12 may have two one-seeds heading into the big dance. And uh, you've seen uh, Baylor and Kansas twice now this year, maybe again in the tournament. How impressed have you been with the job that that uh, Coach Self is in at Kansas and obviously Scott Drew at Baylor?
2: I'm very impressed. I think those two teams are deserving. Of the of the one and two ranking, and you probably flip flop those either way because they're both great. They, uh, the coaches have done a great job. Uh, their players are playing with an unbelievable level of confidence and trust in one another. Uh, uh, they're outstanding. Uh, two of the best you know, defensive teams in the country, and then uh, both uh, have very skilled offensive guys as well. So yeah, they're uh, they're outstanding, and uh, obviously everyone else in the league has had trouble beating them. So uh, it uh, will probably go right down to the wire uh, between those two.
1: Final thought. We'll let you run, Coach. Biggest challenge heading up to Morgantown. Obviously, always, always tough. And Bill Self has kind, of, or excuse me, Bob Huggins kind of has a versatile team where he can play a couple of different ways. But uh, what's the biggest challenge when you're traveling up to Morgantown, taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers?
2: A lot of challenges, but probably always when you play uh, West Virginia, the rebounding is huge. They're so good on their offensive boards, uh, their activity and pressure defensively. Uh, with a good crowd there, you've got to really handle that and maintain your composure. So. Well, those two areas are, are huge uh, if you're going to have a chance to, to pull off a win.
1: Big 12 still with five teams in. Oklahoma projected as an 11 seed. They would play in St. Louis, though, uh, against the BYU Cougars as the sixth seed if they can win their playing game in Dayton against USC. Sooner still considered to be one of the last four in to the big dance so winning in morgantown would be huge today that tip is set for 3 p.m and thanks to sirius xm big 12 radio for allowing us to use that right here on the podcast all right so a very busy day sooner nation if you uh hopefully catch this early on a saturday morning we'll get things started at 11 a.m with the ou baseball team against missouri Taylor Maples on the call. Sports Talk fourteen hundred ninety nine point three 99.3 FM. Our Soonersports.com to find the link. OU Women's Gymnastics is home this morning at 11.15 a.m. against Denver. We'll have you covered as OU Softball takes on North Texas today at 12.30. There's a link to watch if you have a subscription on Soonersports.tv or, or you can find us on 1560 a.m. the Franchise 2 or Their new signal in Norman at 103.3 FM. You heard Lon Kruger from Sirius XM, OU West Virginia at 3 o'clock today. And you heard from Sherry Cole, OU Women's Hoops at 7 o'clock tonight. We'll also sandwich in another softball game at 5.30. So thanks for joining us on this edition of the Tailgate on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Have a great game day and boomer sooner, everybody.